Welcome to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy, and this episode is going to be different. It's not going to be an interview. It's actually going to be my month one, what happened, what some of my thoughts are, highlights, things that I've learned throughout my interviews, and just things that I also want to remind you parents about that we need to never forget as we go on in this homeschooling journey. Let's get into the podcast. Who would have thought that America's revolution would begin with mothers and fathers taking back education and that with homeschooling? Whether you are faith-based or secular, you are seeing what is being taught and you're not liking it, what's being forced upon us, what's being forced upon us as a country, and you've said, no, not my child, and you are doing a great thing by keeping them out of that institution. You are also probably rethinking homeschooling because you're like, oh my gosh, this is so difficult. I don't like this. But truth be told, this isn't actually homeschooling. This is school at home right? Even with that thought, you're still seeing things that are giving you a moment of pause. And you're wrestling with the idea of full-time homeschooling or returning them back to a place that you are 100% not comfortable with anymore and you do not trust. And I understand this seems extremely scary and it also seems like This is impossible, but let's just think for a second. Two years ago, you never would have thought that you could have come through something like you have, correct? But you did. Lots of crazy things have happened. Fear-mongering, lies were spelled out everywhere, propaganda, massive control issues, silencing of prominent voices, and you realized, whoa, if they can do it to them, they can do it to anyone. So yes, I applaud you, mom. I applaud you, dad, because you guys are victors. And this homeschool community has open arms for you. But like I said before, you have not been actually homeschooling. You have been doing school at home. And the one thing this homeschool community wants you to know, and you're going to hear it over and over again in my interviews, is that one, the way COVID homeschool has been is not by any means what homeschool actually is. What is homeschooling then? Well, homeschooling means you get to choose what your child learns and the lifestyle you're gonna live. That's right, you choose. First decide what kind of lifestyle you want. How does your child learn? And you get to discover this with your child. A lot of the curriculum developers that are coming on to my podcast have ways for you to be able to decipher that because their children have also the same issues, which is why they created their curriculum to support their child's needs. So you're going to find yourself somewhere in there. So once you understand all those things and you learn 
what your child's education interests are, you can choose. Do you want to do outdoor learning? Do you want to do play-based learning? Do you want to become part of a co-op? Do you want to do your own micro school or become part of a micro school? Do you want to do charter school at home, right? Where you can homeschool and use the charter school's curriculum. You can do online learning, right? So that is another one of things that you can do. And then there's that with online learning, there's asynchronous where your child can do it whenever they want with a time or a, a time frame or a deadline to get the work in. Or they have synchronous where they show up and there will be someone there to teach them. There's two different types of online learning. Then there's video learning. Video learning is can be really fun. If your kids love watching TV or love watching movies and things of that sort, video learning might be for them. Then you have classical. The classical is basically everything but like science and math, right? Classicals are a lot, very heavy literature based and you know it has the socratic method within it um lots of you know language arts and things that sort which do create critical thinking skills right so does math so does science really every subject creates critical thinking skills as long as you have a socratic method with it to ask them questions about it right then we have project-based we have unit types of learning, we have thematic, the possibilities are literally endless. And curriculum developers have what you need. And truthfully, you could probably do it for virtually free. I have one of my episodes that talks about that. So two, what is homeschool? Homeschool is where your child also learns to develop their wonder of the world. And honestly, probably so do you. You get a chance to see the world through their eyes again. And they learn what it truly means to become educated. This is where your child truly learns to become educated. If you don't believe me, go and spend some time with a homeschooler and see a difference. The homeschooled child is confident, well-adjusted, not fragile, even those with learning challenges tend to have a strong spirit and an overcoming spirit because why? They are grounded in values that come from their home. Their parents are behind them. They are inquisitive. They are children with dreams that no one has bullied out, right? Not a person their age, not an adult and neither should you let their dreams be dreams and let them let them shoot for the stars because if they have seen it happen they can also do it that is the truth god has put that in them now it has to be realistic they can't become a zebra right they can't do that but if they want to do something like astrophysics or become, you know, a movie star and, and they want to go into acting, these things are possible. Or the greatest athlete around, these things are possible. Just because if it didn't happen for you, doesn't mean it can't happen for them. So those things are possible. I do understand that the public schools says they are trying to fight against, you know, bullying. I want to ask you, how are they doing that? Right? I would love for you to ask them, how are you doing that? Because with classes, full from 36 to 42 kids in a room one teacher cannot keep a watch on what's happening 
the entire time, like some parents would like. I mean, I think even the teacher would like that, right? And teachers, what they really are desiring to do is teach. They, that's their passion. That's why they're there. But it isn't always the kid's passion, right? So that can bring in some really bad dynamics where, I mean, I was told by a father, my son loves lizards. Is there a way you can teach about lizards? I'm thinking, I will do my best, but I teach physics. And I know that there's ways of doing physics with biology like lizards and their life and how they are. But truthfully, how many kids in the class really love lizards? Maybe that one. But had that child been homeschooled, I bet you he could have learned every single thing about lizards. And he would have been super excited about his learning right? He probably would have done everything in his power to learn everything about physics and everything about, you know, which is aligned, that would be aligned to lizards. We really can't in a public school specialize on one kid. We have to do what is for the most of the class, right? Which is truthfully, school is designed for the teacher, right? Teacher will have in one classroom 36 to 42 kids sometimes, and sometimes they have three classes. So you can do the math on that one, and it's a lot of kids. And how are they able to please every one of those kids? We're talking at hundreds now. We're in the hundreds of kids and one teacher. It can become frustrating. You'll find that sometimes teachers get bullied by students. As I grew into my, my profession, I totally learned how to you know, become a more caring, a more understanding teacher. And mind you, I'm a teacher who loves my students, right? And I've told them all that countless of times. And, you know, throughout the last 21 years, I found myself really changing and becoming slightly bitter, you know? And it's almost inevitable because when you are being bombarded with so many different personalities and you have some kids who are really verbally abusive and then you have administration that could be emotionally and psychologically abusive you're going to have a really bad situation with just that i want you parents just to realize that i have to just say i'm actually really thankful for covid because it opened my eyes let's get back to talking about the classroom dynamics sometimes in the school you even get a assistant teacher which is fantastic provided that the assistant teacher is a good assistant teacher <laughs> that they want to be there or not right because some assistant teachers or co-teachers just want to be the friends with the students versus a great role model for them another may be afraid to challenge kids because they may feel it would put too much pressure on the child so they just will let them sit in their weaknesses and think that all their weaknesses are amazing and probably does all the work for the student. Maybe you have that assistant who doesn't even show up, right? And when they do, they are sitting in the back on their phone playing Candy Crush or texting. Now, I have also had an assistant who was fabulosa. She was amazing. She cared just like I did. And we both worked so well together. And I'm sure 100% she was given to me by God. But I got this after 20 years of teaching. 
that's one in 20 years. No, though that average is not good. Lastly, about homeschooling. Homeschooling is where you get to be part of your child's education process. This is the whole, this is, this is the whole of their life. These next few years are such formative years. Why would you want to give them away? This is really your opportunity to be able to experience all these first time situations. They are your DNA. They are you. So if you say something like, I couldn't be with my family all day, we would be at each other's throats. You know what I say? Good. Because maybe you need that for a moment to get all the crap out. Maybe there are unresolved issues that you all have and you've all been hiding it under the rug. Just get it out so you can move on, reunite as a brand new family. I mean, you did not get married to separate and you did not have children to give away. The system is creating kids who don't like their parents, who think their parents are idiots. I mean, if you watch some of these TV shows, it's pretty obvious the agenda of having kids make their parents look like total fools and parents just seem like they're just dodos. And also, they also make the dad look like a total fool. So if you don't see that happening on the TV and the TV shows, just look again. Now, if a child doesn't like their parents, they are also unconsciously rejecting themselves and vice versa. Kids don't need therapy most of the time. They just need their parents. And unfortunately, this society has made you think otherwise. But I'm going to tell you that you are enough. Being part of your child's education will bring the same feelings back as to when they called you mommy or daddy for the first time. I know it's not going to be easy. It just won't. Life isn't meant to be easy anyways. I think when you try to make things too easy, you really don't strengthen yourself and you don't know what you're able to do. You never know how much you can handle. And honestly, overcoming and persevering through hard times and trials shows your child also how to do that. Another thing that it won't be is forever, but you know what will be forever? The results. The results of building a relationship with your child in such an intimate way will last a lifetime. You're worth it. Your children are worth it. And you have a community of people around you that are doing it and are waiting with open arms and want to walk this journey with you. All right, so maybe you don't know anybody and you feel alone. But if you're a bit tenacious and have a boldness, then it's you. Start a Facebook group page for your area. Find your tribe. You don't need 100 people. You just need five solid families. We are our brother's keeper. Truthfully, there are only a few people who are actually, you know, pioneers and are proactive, just like there was only one Joan of Arc. There's only one Martin Luther King. But they felt a certain way and they went forth and did something about it. And if you're that person, that's all you have to do as well. 
You don't have to worry about other people. Just work on your strength. Allow your strength to be just that. And you're going to find others and watch how they complement your vision as well because it's part of their vision. And there are so many probably who feel just the way you do in your area and they're just waiting for you, Joan of Arc, or you, Martin Luther King, right, to do what you can do. I also created this podcast for parents to support you in choosing curriculum. Because I know some feel like this is just a small part of what homeschooling is, curriculum. But honestly, without this small part, you're not going to have homeschool. I mean, it would be nothing but hanging out all day, right? And, you know, even still with that, your kids would still be learning, right? Because they'd be watching you, how you handle situations, cook, clean, build, repair, do your own thing, and so much more they could be learning But curriculum is important. So back to curriculum. It is awesome that so many have chosen to take their time to speak on this podcast. And I'm so excited to introduce them to you. You have parents who talk about their love for a subject and they found that their child did not like it. Their child actually hated the same subject that they were totally enamored by. That right there shows that, you know, your child is an individual and has their own thoughts, and even if they're with their parents a whole entire day, they're still going to think differently. That's just how we're wired, right? Um, I have another another woman who came on, and her child just has so much energy and so many sensory issues that she thought that, you know, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with this kid? She went to their school and found that their school had no issues with him sensory wise because he was getting all of his um his sensory issues met and it was a forestry school right so he was outdoors all the time so these are choices that you can make parents to put your child in different environments so that they can thrive and grow in a regular school he would have been he would have been coined a problem child but in the right environment educational environment he wasn't even an issue he was a joy to be around so we need to think about these things right and also you know and there's so many more stories like that i mean there's stories of parents who you know saw their child had learning you know different learning differences and challenges and they created their curriculum based on that because they wanted to meet their child's education needs and later on they found out that there were so many other parents that that felt the same way and they ended up creating a complete curriculum and now they can support you so as you listen to these interviews which they have been spectacular um you're going to hear the stories of how and why they began You're going to get some behind the scenes snippets of what they're doing now. Hearing their passion has reignited something in me to continue this because I believe wholeheartedly you parents need to know what is out there, what's available for you, what your options are, and that people are there to support you and that they not only love what they do, 
but they love your child before they even knew them. Also, I created this podcast so that when you do go to conventions, you're not feeling like you're getting a fire hose of information, but that you're going to go in there fully aware, prepared, knowing the different types of vendors that are there, almost being personal, like, oh, so you're the person who I heard on the podcast. Hey, I really love this, that, and the other thing, what you said. This is where this community will really begin to gel together. It will be like you're meeting a friend versus you trying to get solicited for some type of product, right? Lastly, I'm I'm really proud of you guys. I'm proud of all you parents for taking a stand for your child's education because you know how much it means for your child to be able to have a great education. It also means your future and the future of the United States right? So we need to definitely keep pushing the advantage of what homeschool is, because there are those who are really trying to squash this. I mean, years ago, 1922, just about 100 years ago, oh, actually 100 years ago, right? There was a compulsory education act or the Oregon school law that said in the state of Oregon that required school-age children to attend only public schools you had some nuns they were called the society of sisters who came against that and later on the united states supreme court struck down that law as unconstitutional so it is unconstitutional to have your child forced to go to public school i really hope you all heard that it is unconstitutional for your child to be forced to go to public school. It is unconstitutional to force and make the parent feel like they cannot um, teach their child and that they should be put in the public school system. It's unconstitutional not to allow charter schools. It is unconstitutional not to allow micro schools. It is unconstitutional to do all of that stuff. If you read in one of the Washington posts, I was like, I'm thinking this person never taught in their life (laughs) ever. They specifically the title is parents claim they have the right to shape the kids school curriculum they don't oh my gosh if a parent has the right to shape their child's mind and life and they have the responsibility for it then that curriculum needs to fall in line and you want to know what parents if that curriculum just doesn't want to then you don't have to participate anymore you don't i would say scale down I'm going to have someone coming on in August that is going to talk to you about how if you're a working parent, you can still homeschool your child because truthfully, what they're saying in here is so contradictory. I mean, I can read it. It's in the it's in the news, you know, so I'm going to read it out to you. It's in the Washington Post. I'm going to read a little snippet. It said, given this frenzy, one might reasonably conclude that radicals are out there to curtail the established rights that Americans have over educational sphere. Okay, let's just stop right there. So are we saying the parents are not Americans? Just stop and think about that for one little second. Hmm, interesting. So, all right, let's keep going. Yet, what's actually radical here is the assertion of parental powers that has never previously existed. Let's just 
stop again right there. Unfortunately, it seems that the public school system has done a terrible job at teaching history because we all know that schools actually started at home. I mean, that's exactly how it started until the Industrial Revolution. We all know that. But honestly, I actually had to read that outside of my studies in school. I had to go to original documentation to find that piece out. With that, this person obviously doesn't know that. This person obviously didn't even realize that the education of kings and queens was homeschooling. They would hire one teacher that had their values and had their thoughts and their, their influence to teach their children. Yes. So to say that parents should not have any assertion in curriculum, uh, I'm questioning these journalists, guys. I think you should too. Whenever you hear someone trying to tell you about the experts and trying to take away your thoughts and your thinking, you have got to be careful with that. Because you know what? There's enough information out there and you parents do know. You do know and you got to stop being so uh, influenced by people who are just lying to you. Okay, so with that, he also goes or she also goes to say, this is not to say that parents should have no influence over how their children are taught. Okay, so then what are we talking about here? Three sentences that all contradict themselves. But common law and case law in the United States have long supported the idea that education should prepare young people to think for themselves, even if that runs counter to the wishes of the parents. Uh, yeah, even the parents think that. That's the whole point, that our children would be able to critically think and think deeper and learn more that they would stand on the shoulders of parents, that parents would be able to bolster their kids and push them forward into a generation, into a world that is that is changing rapidly. We all know that the, that the school system is not building kids to be able to really do that. I mean, I have students who refuse to think because they're like, just tell me what to say, just tell me what to write, just tell me what to do. They are trained to be told what to do. So don't tell me, do not tell me that the public school system is building cri critical thinkers. They might try, but the truth is at the end of the day, they just want the kid to say what they want them to say. And they want them to learn what they want them to learn. They don't have freedom of choice. They don't have freedom of thought. If every, if a hundred, if no, sorry, excuse me. If thousands of kids are learning the same exact curriculum across all districts, you're telling me that they're going to have critical thinking or are we building robots? I'm sorry. We're building robots. So don't tell me, do not tell me that these kids are being taught individual things and that they're being, you know, um, brought up in front of other kids who are all damaged. And that is socialization. Give me a break. No, thank you. Parents, I implore you and I am asking you to strongly think about homeschool because this is exactly where your kid's going to grow. 
This is exactly where your child's going to have critical thinking skills. This is where your child's going to be able to develop their very own original thoughts, their very own original minds. You are the ones who can do this. Not one teacher who's trying to teach 40, 42 people. You're going to get one way of thinking and one way of thinking only. But as every parent goes forth and teaches their child how to think, and that kid will be able to decipher from themselves. And you, parent, can go there and help them, help them develop that, help them go, grow with that. And then you know what happens as well, parent? You also start seeing things like your child you both begin to see things together you both begin to grow together you begin to build such a bond oh my goodness do not tell me that going into a public school system that they're going to get a better education there i have so many things to say about that being a 21 year public school teacher and i know that my 11th graders aren't even at age level I'm gonna tell you right now, parents, if your kid, if you teach your kid up until high school, ninth grade, they're already ahead of every high school, public school, except if they're AP. AP kids seem to be just on grade level, not above, not above. I'm telling you that right now, not above. They are grade level, period. But if you keep your kid and you keep teaching them through high school, they're not just going to be at grade level. They're going to be college level and above because they're going to be able to do dual enrollment into college, saving you thousands of dollars. Please don't believe the hype. It's not a sequel. All right. Got a little excited there. But I want you to know this, parents. You have everything it takes to do this. You've been listening to the Homeschool Advantage podcast, where you get the scoop on all the latest vendors that fit your lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Also, follow me wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the next episode. You can also visit my website where the episodes will be and for my free lesson plan course, which can help you if you have different vendors and you're wondering, how do I make them all flow together? Let me help you with that. And if you're a vendor and you think you would like to be on the podcast, send me an email, realedtalk at gmail.com. Leave me your name, contact, website, and I'll get back to you. Thanks for stopping in with me and I'll see you on the next time.